0: Okay, so we're going to dedicate our our Torah study tonight to the yard site of uh, Baruch's father, Moshe Ben-Fayval HaKain. Right now, there is a uh, conference of all the Chabad Shluches, all the Rebbe's female emissaries in New York. And uh, this convention is uh, very connected to a theme in this week's Torah portion. Torah says that when uh, God asked the Jewish people if they wanted the Torah, they said, we will do, right? now." We will do before we understand. But God told Moshe to prepare the Jewish people for giving the Torah. And he said to them, he said to Moshe, so shall you say to the house of Yaakov, so shall you say to the children of Israel. So the Talmud explains that the house of Yaakov refers to the women, the children of Israel refers to the men. So it sounds like there's two different ways the Torah is being conveyed. There's a, there's a female Torah, you should say to the women. And there's a masculine Torah, you should say it to the men. And for some reason, the Torah describes the women as the house of Yaakov, and the men are described as the children of Yisrael, of Israel. So you need to understand what, why the two different forms of Torah, it's one Torah, what's the meaning of the two forms of Torah? And second of all, why the women get one, the men get another? Which one do the women get, which one do the men get? Aren't we supposed to keep the whole entire thing? And why do the women call the house of Yaakov, men called the children of Israel? And why is it relevant here? So the Talmud says that God, so to speak, uh, regretted his mistake. What was his mistake? God said, when I gave Adam and Eve the commandment not to eat from the tree of knowledge, I told the, um, I told man... Not from the Tree of Knowledge, and women only heard about it later. Chava only heard about this from Adam. So since I told the man first, not the woman, it didn't work. So here I'm not going to repeat the mistake. I'm going to tell the women, women first. There's something, a great power in the women being part of this. They say that uh, the president and the first lady were by a gas station. And the uh, first lady uh, says hello to a, uh, to a custodial worker. Someone's carrying a bunch of garbage bags. And the president is surprised. He says, what's going on? Who is that? This is my old boyfriend. <laughs> oh, your old boyfriend. Well, you've done quite well for yourself. You know, you mar- you could have been married to a uh, garbage uh, <laughs> collector, and you married to the President of the United States. She says, you got it all wrong. If I would have married him, he would have been the President of the United States. <laughs> you would have been a custodial worker. <laughs> so... Hmm. There is a, a very uh, powerful teaching that the Rebbe gave about the meaning of, of the masculine and feminine parts of Torah. But before we get there, I just want to share with you something amazing about Daf Yomi. The uh, origin of Daf Yomi. They asked, by Shapiro, Meir Shapiro was famous for creating Daf Yomi, the daily regimen of Torah study where he finished the whole Talmud in seven years. He's also famous for another thing that he created. He created Chachme Lublin. In Lublin, there's a yeshiva, the first yeshiva, where instead of boys having to worry about where they're going to sleep, where they're going to eat, where they're going to do their laundry, in his yeshiva, for the first time, there's everything there. There's food, there's a place to sleep, and there's laundry, everything. Is there. It used to be, if you wanted to eat, you would have to go to the rich man in town and say, can in your house? He says, oh, you can come on Tuesday and Thursday, and then go to another guy, and come to eat in your house? Wednesday and Friday, and, and that's how yeshiva students surprised. It was called Essen Tag, eating days. You have oh. days to eat in different houses. So he realized, and Mayor Shapiro realized, that this wasn't a good system for people to really focus on Torah study, and that's why he invented this uh, prestigious yeshiva. Actually, get into the yeshiva, you had to know X amount of... Um, 80 plus, um, ha- How many? 80. 80. 80. 80 pages of Talmud by heart. By heart, yeah. I remember hearing a higher yeah. number. Uh, I remember hearing 300 pages by heart. I don't know. Anyways, it looked quite a lot about Talmud by heart. So... Um, mm. You want that yeshiva? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, um, so the question is, how did he um, come up with this? How do you have the merit to create these two amazing things? So he said it was all because of my mom, his mother. Your mother? They told him, "What do you mean, your mother? Your mother passed away before you invented the Dak yom." When your mother passed away before you made the sechiva, what are you referring to? So he said like this. He says it used to be that if you had enough money to hire a school teacher for your children, the school teacher would come to your house. He'd stay at your house. And you give him a salary, and you would come and stay at your house for X amount of months and go visit home, and come back. That's how you uh, were able to teach your children Torah. If you couldn't afford to hire a school teacher, you didn't have a place for him to stay, then your children would either study with you or they wouldn't study Torah. So he said, My parents couldn't afford to hire a school teacher. What they did was, during the winter, they, they uh, didn't buy any wood. And with the money they saved from buying wood the whole winter, they were able to amass enough money to hire a school teacher. California in, California, in California, in fact, not only in California, but my son is in Yeshiva New York. Last Shabbos, for some reason, the dormitory didn't have a heater. My son sent me a, <laughs> a video of his Negelvastra, the water he put next to his bed to wash his hands. Frozen. Like ice. a slurpee. So, literally, ice, ice moving in the water. Un- un- I don't now just one shop out there. So you can imagine they being there for a whole winter without without a wood in their oven, was a real sacrifice. Anyways, without the snow, without the snow, if it comes with the snow, everything is full of ice. Well, this is, this is in Poland. This is for for sure, it's No, no, it's in, 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 oh, in New York, York. New York. Without New York. Has the snow. Everything ice with the snow. All right. Anyway, so what happens is, is that uh, the day uh, three days after Passover. He, Amir Shapiro, a little boy he walks into the kitchen and he sees his mother crying he's thinking his mother must have cut herself what happened mom? you cut yourself? I didn't cut myself she's crying and crying, what happened? she says dad spoke to this guy who said he's going to teach you Torah right after Passover okay great but it's three days after Passover and he hasn't showed up yet so so he says mom, so he'll come oh, in a few days I'm sure he'll come if the dad will pay him, he's going to come what, what, what are you worried about? you think he's not going to show up? He said, don't understand, my son. Three days have passed and you haven't studied Torah. Three, a day without Torah is a day without life. You're missing, three, you're missing a part of your life now. Mm. So the mayor, that experience really caused his soul to be attached to Torah. And he wanted to create a regimen of Torah study so that if you miss the day of Torah, you would feel it. As everyone who's part of Rabbi Reber's uh, Daf Yomi knows, if you miss the day of the Daf, you've got to really work hard. you are got to catch up. Miss two days, you're really stuck. Mm-hmm. So you feel every day. So what, what motivated him to create this regimen of Torah study was this, this uh, not something his mother said, nothing his mother taught him, just his mother's tears. He missed three days of Torah, and her tears all motivated this. So the, um, this, this helps understand what the feminine contribution, the feminine element of Torah is. So the Rebbe explains like this. This is in Parshas Noach, in Tashinu Alf 1990. was said that um, it's, it's the nature of a man to con- to conquer. The Talmud says, Ish, a man, dark lichbosh, his way is to conquer. So the way a father or a man tries to influence someone, it's the, the goal is that there should be some kind of control, some kind of impact, that the person you're trying to impact does something, says something, thinks something. However, regarding a woman, the Torah says, in the glory of the king's uh, daughter, is within. In other words, she doesn't try to control, doesn't try to affect externally, there should be some kind of compliance on the outside. Rather, she tries to give what she has inside into the other person, that that, that what she has should be conveyed into the, inside the other person. So, and the way that she affects a person is not by controlling but rather, it's it's through her experiencing and through her feeling, through it with, with nachas, with with tranquility, with honor, with acceptance of the other person, and and sharing from within, the, and by being an example. That's how she influences, not by what she says, but by what's going on inside of her is conveyed to the inside of the other person. The other says that he says this it's a similar powerful idea. He says, when God created the world, we know it says in the Torah that. Adam and Eve were, were... It says God created Eve out of Adam's tzela. What does tzela mean? Usually we think tzela means out of Adam's rib. But the word cell also means out of Adam's side. That Adam and Eve were attached on the back. But it doesn't mean that they were Siamese twins. Rather, before God separated Adam and Eve, they were like two arms of one body. They weren't like two different, completely different organisms that were attached to each other. Rather, they were... Two parts of of one body, so the Torah says this: God created man to be achor ve-kedem. Achor means the last creature, kedem means the first creature. Which one is that? We the last creature or the first creature? So the simple translation of this verse is: We were created last in creation; we're the final creation of Hashem. But kedem, we were God's original intent; we're the goal of creation; we're the crown of creation. There's also deeper meaning. It's a Ginsburg explains it this way: He says. There is a part of you which is kadem. There's a part of you which is front and center. You know your your consciousness. You know what you've said. You know what you what you're thinking. You know what you're saying, and then there's things that you that you're saying and doing that you don't even know why you're saying and doing them, and it's just like coming out of nowhere. You don't know where it's coming from. It's, co- it's coming from your subconscious. So there is the there's the akhar, There's the part behind you. There's a subconscious, and then there is a conscious, a part which is front and center that you, that you're saying and doing, it and you're and you're aware of, and you feel. So by men man gravitates to the conscious, he gravitates to the practical, to the actual. And a woman, the opposite, she is more in touch with her subconscious, she's more in touch with her feelings, she's more in touch with, with, with what's going on inside of her, inside of her um, in the subconscious. That's why a classic story happens, unfortunately, more often than not. A man comes home and his wife comes to him after dinner, and she starts talking to him and asking him different questions, and the man gets very short, terse responses, and she tries again, and the third time, then he leaves leave me alone, and they end up going to the rabbi's office, and the rabbi asks the wife what happened, and the wife says, I don't know, I tried to talk to him, you know, he won't talk, he says, it's, it's impossible. <laughs> they ask the man, what's, in, what's, what's going on, why, why are you so, uh, and the man says, I had such a hard day, I had such a rough day, I just wanted to relax and to breathe, and she doesn't leave me alone for a second. Sounds familiar, yeah? Anyways, so... so I what you're talking about. Usually it's done before the meal, not after. <laughs> All right. Every house has their own customs. <laughs> the point is that um, what's going on is like this. Let's say, for example, let's say there's a leak. There's a, there's a leak in the faucet. Okay. Leak in the faucet. So so, so you come home and the faucet is now... it's the, You know, there's a leak in the faucet this morning. So, so there's no leak anymore, right? Yeah, I called the guy who fixed it. Okay. The problem was solved. No, the problem the problem was solved, but she still doesn't feel that that comes now dismissed. There's something that she experienced. There's the <coughs> angst. There's the frustration. There's anxiousness. There's the relief. There's a whole world that she wants to bring out. She all that subconscious feeling she has. She wants to bring that out. But the guy, it's the opposite. When he has all these feelings and and scares and worries throughout the day, what does he want to do? He wants to keep that in the subconscious. He wants to go somewhere else. He doesn't want to deal with that. He does He wants to brush it away. That's why the Hebrew name for the first woman is Chava. Why is she called Chava? She's called the mother of all life. Why, then she should she called Chaya. Why is she called Chava? Chava means to experience. L'chavot, oh, yeah. a woman Chavaya. A woman wants to take that inner feelings, that's going on inside of her, and to bring it out and to be experienced and to be and to connect with it. And that's and that's how she influences others. I told the Rebbe said an amazing thing to eulogize his mother he said my father taught me the laws of Shabbos he taught me how to keep Shabbos he taught me how to understand the page of Talmud but who taught me the beauty of the Shabbos who taught me the soul of Shabbos who taught me that Shabbos has a fragrance that Shabbos has a taste that Shabbos is alive who taught me that, that God is there and He's holding and he has his hand on my shoulder the presence of God is that I got from my mother. my father taught me the, the how and the what but the, the why and the and what for and, and the life I got from my mother. That's the meaning of the Torah's words. So shall you say to the house of Yaakov? Doesn't say to the it, well. Actually, vice doesn't just mean a house; it means a home. The Torah says that a woman is called the home. When you meet someone in the street, and they're they're homeless. The issue is not they have a don't have a place to stay. The issue is they don't have a home, a place. A home means where your story, where you write your story, where your story can start where can your story start where you're welcome and you have a place and you, and you feel like, ah, this is my place That's, that you get that from, from your mother the Rebbe's Emissary in Belgium he, said he once went to one of his kids' classrooms I don't know how old the kid was exactly must have been pretty young and the teacher wasn't there yet he said, okay, let me, let me, I'll be the teacher he tells all the kids to sit down in a circle they sit in the circle and he asks each kid, hey, what, what do you think your mom is doing right now? One kid says, my mom works at an office. One kid says, my mother is a cooking. One kid says, my mommy is by the window, looking outside, waiting for me to come home, to ask me, how was my day? <laughs> so, obviously, it wasn't what she was doing all day. But you can imagine the amazing connection that that this this child had with the Torah and with, and with his mother. An amazing connection. That, that, that's something else. So it's it's the... There is the action, and there's the feelings. I bet you they do not have to therapy bills <laughs> in that house. That's right. That's right. There is the action, there's the feelings. If you have feelings, then action, right? So there's, there's not, nothing's happening. If you have a dream without a plan, nothing's happening. But if you have a, uh, if you have actions without feelings, it's also, it's also, also not alive. And that's the meaning of the Torah's instruction. So shall you say to the house of Yaakov, what makes the home of Yaakov? What makes the Jewish people have a home? It's the Jewish mother. That's the home. That's why it's called the home of Yaakov. Yaakov means heel. Heel means a place that everything stands on. What was Jewish people? What are they built on? They're built on the Jewish mother. It's sort of like the difference between in, in the language of uh, Rab father, Rameshah, who was a great producer. There are is the uh, their producers and there are, the, there are the actors. The actors, the men are the actors. they're the, like let's say, like, look at the, the Jewish history. Let's talk about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Abraham, Abraham is the one who delegates and contributes and educates his protege. Yitzchak, to continue his legacy. Yeah? Was it Yitzchak? Who made it to be Yitzchak? Who was the producer? The producer was was Sarah. Yitzchak transferred everything to the blessings to Yaakov. He he did. He was the actor. But who made sure go to Yaakov, not to Esav? Who was the producer? The producer was Rivka. So the the Jewish men are the actors. But the women throughout our history, they're the producers. They're the ones who make it happen. This is... The um, st- meaning of the story of the Alter Rebbe. The Alter Rebbe said about himself that he got from his father. He learned and mishpat from his father. He learned the intricacies of the deep, hardest laws in the Torah, the laws of of, of uh, financial disputes. But from his mother, he got divine inspiration. <coughs> his mother gave him divine inspiration. What does that mean? He, he said that someone once asked his mother. Besides the Alter Rebbe, the author, the Tanya, the author of the code of Jewish law. He had two other brothers who were brilliant Torah scholars. They asked the of his mother, how did you have the merit that your children be like, you know such amazing Torah scholars? What, what did you do? She said one day, I noticed that the teacher of my children was teaching without any spirit. <coughs> so I asked him, what's wrong? So he told me, you know, your husband, last time he came back from a trip, he brought you a gift, he brought you a, a, new, um, a new jacket. A new coat, but um, my wife noticed it and she said, "How come you don't bring me a new coat?" So uh, I couldn't bring her a new coat, and so it, it, it hurt me. So she took her coat and she forced him to take the coat. <clears throat> so that's 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 the story. But it's not just the story that she had sacrificed, gave up her coat. The, the real part of the story is she noticed that her kids were learning Torah, but they weren't learning the Torah with life. They that's what bothered her. That's what the Jewish woman contributes to the Torah <laughs> to make the home of Hashem should be a beautiful home. diranah. <inaudible> Hashem doesn't just want the home, He wants a beautiful home. The, um, the Torah says, Shema listen, my son, the ethics of your father, don't leave the Torah of your mother. What does that mean? Your father tells you something. You have to listen to your father. He's telling you something. Listen, regarding your your mother's teaching, he says don't leave it. Why does he don't leave? Because you already have it. Well, your father tells you, transmits to you, he transmits to you word to, word of mouth to your ears. How does your mother transmit things to you? By herself, by her being, by who she is. And if the Torah doesn't say, listen to your father, just 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 says don't leave because you have it already. You have to do something to get it. It's something that you that you or you have just because she's your mother. And this is the, uh, the marriage that Hashem makes to create the Jewish people. In order for a person to be Jewish, they have to have a Jewish mother. It's a father that makes you the kind of Jew that you are. The, the, the Bnei Yisrael, the word Yisrael means head. The Jewish men, they're given the gift to give over the wisdom, the details of Torah. Hashem told Moshe, tell the Jewish women, Roshet Dvarim. Moshe dvar means the, the soul of things. Tell them the soul, tell them, tell them the essence of things. To so the men tell them the details. That they're good at that. They're good at the dry details. That, that, that's their department. But to the women, give them, give them the roshid Dvarim. Give them the, 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 the taste and the color and the life of Judaism. So you have to have both. The, 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 the male and the female element of Torah makes the Torah. That's why the Hebrew word for, for um, Ish and Isha is the same numerical value as the word klaf and ot. In the Torah scroll you have letter, a letter is numerically equivalent to the number of 407, a klaf is numerically equivalent to 210, so a clap and order equals 617, and a isha is also 617. What makes a Torah a Torah is that there's both a contribution of the male and the female elements. That's the, that's what the Torah is telling us this week to see the Torah. It's not just about women and men, it's about ourselves. We have to have we we have to learn from women also on how we how we how we share Torah. It shouldn't just be in a masculine forward kind of way, but rather to nurture other people and to give them from within to to within. And this is the key of, of what Mashiach is about. Mashiach is about revealing the Koiches, revealing the Godly energy we have inside us, and revealing the Godly energy in other people. That's what Mashiach is about revealing the Godly energy in, in all creation. We should have a real geula. We should see Ramesha new the same as the same of the same as